And welcome to episode two of Internet Fried Brains. We have a logo now. We do, and it's I right love over it. Sammy. It's you a, point it's up. A if you logo. point up, you'll be pointing right at it. Kind of close, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait until you. Oh, you're gonna wait until you see the video. You're gonna love it. <laughs> welcome to episode two. We're your hosts. I'm Jason. I'm Sammy. And I'm Shane. On this show, we talk about gaming, news, tech, and all sorts of weird stuff that we're into. Uh, we write the agenda ourselves, and we would love to hear ideas from you as well. Feel free, if there's a topic you'd like to hear more about, or if you just want to say thanks, or send us some corrections or hate mail, feel free to email us at podcast at jorts.tech. Uh, we, like we, we, mm -hmm. we got some corrections. Oh, yeah, we've already been corrected. Please continue. It's the <laughs> only way to keep us humble. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, going to... Uh, yeah. Should should we start by addressing the let's address the corrections last we'll week address the correction yeah last week we incorrectly stated um, uh, only one incorrect only one correction was actually publicly sent in uh, we incorrectly stated the release date of the Xbox uh, One as 2016 it was 2013 we're idiots and we could have looked that up please forgive us we're dumb uh, nobody corrected me on Boris Tetris and therefore I will maintain this as a fact until uh, we are corrected. I corrected you on Boris Tetris. Nobody outside the show corrected oh. me on Boris Tetris. We so, don't count. We don't matter. To start the show, let's do a quick introductions and icebreaker question for the week. Uh, my name is uh, Jason, also known as Jort Online. Um, I was born and raised near New York City out in northern New Jersey. I currently write a tech blog at jorts.tech slash posts. And I do all sorts of fun handyman IT projects on the side. Today's um, icebreaker question is, what is your favorite movie that defends, uh, I'm sorry, your favorite movie that raises eyebrows when you bring it up and defend it? Mine is <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. And Ooh, it needs no defense. Good movie. Classic work of fiction. Done. Uh, Tim Curry. Done. The f Muppets. You don't need to say anything else. That's it. Honestly. That's it. I'm a Jim, I'm a Jim Henson stan. Like, uh, th that man has my whole heart. Absolutely flawless <laughs> movie. Tim no Curry notes. is just fantastic in general because, like, because Tim I mean, Curry? Yeah, because Tim Curry. I mean, yeah. think about this. One of the things he has done was Command and Conquer Red Alert, where uh, he is going to avoid capitalism by going to the one place that it hasn't touched yet. He made Thanks. me feel all sorts of confused ways in Fern Gully when he plays <laughs> the bad guy and you just know, makes me like, why am I... Oof, like child me was confused. <laughs> I've also heard that one of his favorite things when he's meeting fans is to have someone say, oh, I love you from literally anything other than Rocky Horror. Yeah, he I mean, you can- actually tired of the whole Rocky Horror You can tell a lot about a person by who they like associate Tim, uh, Tim Curry with. Oh, like yeah. what film do right. they immediately think of when they is think of him? Now you know movie? what kind of person they are. <laughs> is it Rocky Horror? Is it Muppet Treasure is it... Island? Is it Nigel Thornberry? Is it Hunt for Red October? Is it Hunt for Red October? <laughs> and it, there's just there's... so many beautiful options. You really options. like boats. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Pennywise. He was Pennywise. Anyway. Yeah. What? Anyway. We tunneled. We tunneled. Shane, yeah, that, your that... introduction. <laughs> Shane, tell us about yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shane. I play video. I play too many video games and fly planes. Um, and I'm from that cold place. What's in the middle of the country? Where the, the cheese up north, is. almost. Yeah, where the cheese is. Fuck the we're cowboys. We're like we're like the the little cousins of degrade up north. <laughs> I'm still in mourning. That's fine. You could be in mourning. That was a fucking blowout. Three it things was, in life are guaranteed: fun. death. Taxes, the Cowboys will be knocked out and ran one of the playoffs. What yep. is your what is your eyebrow raising movie? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me, this one might raise eyebrows. It's a German movie about a U-boat crew called Das Boat. For anybody das who knows boat. me, they go, uh-huh, and when we sell merch, I'm Shane and I like boats is gonna be a shirt. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and planes. Or just and a planes. sticker. Yeah. Um, but no, my actual one that I, like, the first one that popped into mind was, uh, was Doom. 
the one with the rock, not the shitty Doom Annihilation. That movie is an actual abomination against God and should be burned. So you heard the term raise his eyebrows and just think of the rock. Heard. Yep. Well, of course, because, <laughs> you know, he does it like eight times because he's contractually obligated to in the movie. I, I did, oh, you got to work on your raising eyebrows there. But... I know. <laughs> it's real bad. My eyebrows are too, like, are too pale. <laughs> oh, I can. I, you see, I have some great makeup. Anyway, Sammy, my name's Sammy. <laughs> I always go. Uh, I also go by Cyber Dizzy or Dizzy um, from Wisconsin. I am also an avid gamer, but I dabble in a lot of the other nerdy things as well. Um, my favorite movie, hands down, is The Dark Crystal, which is another Jim Henson one that uh, many people have told me gave them nightmares as a child. I loved it anyway. Me and my mom would watch that and The Labyrinth growing up. And it was just, God, it's great world building, uh, beautiful puppetry, the actual like crafting involved with all of it. It's just great. And I know way too many dumb little facts about it. And when they announced that they were coming out with the show for it, mm -hmm. I lost my shit. I was super excited. And then they announced they were canceling it. And I lost my shit. And I was so <laughs> upset. It, it's a great, if you, if it's a good like, Oh, what's the word? Prequel? It's a great prequel to the yeah. actual old film. And if you haven't watched it yet and like the old original Dark Crystal, I highly recommend it. Very I have heard nothing but good things. Oh, it's terrific. Ever seen. We love Hup. I, we stand for Hup. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely terrific. What's uh, our so, first topic? So our first topic this week is goes right into a discussion question. Are we facing a turning point where AAA Studio means something different than it did 10 years ago. Yes. I, I, okay. I, I assume you wanted more discussion than that. I would maybe Probably. elaborate a little bit. Yeah. So oh, I wanted oh. to look at it in the context of another, another uh, descriptor title that was given to an organization or um, a group uh, about a hundred and I'm looking this up to get the dates right. <clears throat> I feel like dates are going to be what we get corrected on oh, the most. It's just yeah. like, no, no, no. That was actually this day. It's like, you're right. All right. And you can shut up. So according Sorry. to a couple of different web searches, going back to the thirties, the term Ivy league was originally used to describe a sports conference, a football, uh, football division of the schools that, or still make up the Ivy League. They were also at the time some of the uh I think seven of the seven of the Ivy League schools were original colonial universities, meaning they were universities established before the Declaration of Independence. Oh wow, yeah. With okay. uh Rutgers and William and Mary being added after. So like Harvard, Stanford, all that was they free. were yeah, Harvard uh Brown University was uh so here's uh going Old, earliest to newest, Harvard University founded as New College in 1636. Yale University ah. founded as Collegiate School in 1701. Jeez. Princeton founded in 1740s. Oh, Oxford was founded in like 800. You know that, right? Oh, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. Oxford is like one of the oldest institutions on the planet. Um, like, we discovered algebra. Oscar. Oxford existed when we discovered, when we when discovered, when we conquered, when we conquered the we part conquered of the Middle math? East that knew about was, math. When we conquered math. Oh my God. Okay, so one of the spoils of the Crusades was. Was, was were, it like a lot were, of algebra and stuff it's Chinese really, initially? It's, it's, it's going to get dark real fast. One of the spoils of the Crusades was mathematicians. Oh, uh, that's. Yes. Yeah. Fair. More trophies. Yeah. Is math. We're not tribute. smart, so we're gonna take your smarts. Exactly. You're and you're gonna teach. It's te our teacher white people day. to teach yeah. at our universities. Anyway, um, the point Could've is, a the Ivy League was originally established as a football conference for these universities. When I looked up the Ivy League um, mm -hmm. and the original purpose, I got that it was meant to preserve the ideals of athletics. Yep. They so. considered because they considered athletic football was not the ruthless cutthroat football that we have now. Yeah, you, they, what's that they, movie with pansies. George Clooney? Leatherheads. Actually, oh, yeah. very funny movie. 
takes a lot of liberties, but like kind of more fairly accurate to societal opinion of football at the time. It was a gentleman's game. Okay. And it was played like a gentleman's game at the time. So the Ivy League itself was never about academics, but it warped into that. Over okay. time, be these universities being of the prestige that they were, attracting the upper crust of society as they did in because. the 30s, right after the Depression. Yeah. I could totally see this. And then really careened into popularity after, uh, after World War II. You know, everybody's back from the war. There's a focus on going to university. And now all of a sudden these Ivy League universities, well, everybody just knows Ivy League. They had it in their heads. These universities tended to be the oldest, the more established. Because of that, they have more so resources. and prestige. It, the tail wags the dog. So we've gotten to this point now where Ivy League is. It has nothing to do with sports. Yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with sports. It has something to do with like, hey, these are the schools where you go to get like, you know, they have the good resources, the good education, you know. It's where you go to get respected. It has, yeah. it has prestige for a completely different reason than it did at first. And I think that's where AAA gaming is now. Yeah, except it's the complete opposite because it has nothing to do with prestige. Just everybody hears AAA now and goes, oh, good. So it's garbage. I'll give you a counterpoint. I think the prestige itself is not meant to appeal. I think it's meant to appeal to a different audience now. What would you say that audience okay, what, what's is? What's the audience then? I, I'm, I'm generally curious. I'm, I'm just being a shit about it. The publisher shareholders. Yeah. Ah. It's the pivot from us, us person. So you go out and you buy GTA 6. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, let's use a game that's out. You go out and you buy a copy <laughs> of uh, Call of Modern Duty Warfare Modern 3. Warfare 3. Here, here we go. This is going to be a bingo square. Shane and George <laughs> on Activision. This is going to be a bingo square. Hey, hey, we've already had the Doom bingo square, so. Yeah. So you go out and you spend, let's say you're you're a big spender, and you go out and you buy the deluxe edition. Right? $120. Hundred, it's a, yeah, it's $100, $100, $100 to $120, depending on where you live. It's not the fancy edition. It comes with, like, the the night vision goggles or no, anything. No, this, uh, this is the version that comes with the the Black Cell Battle Pass. God. The thirty dollar battle pass, on top of the battle on top pass. of no, the seventy dollar battle pass on top of the battle pass. The, the the no the deluxe edition comes with a black cell with enough coins to buy black cell. They bundle okay. black, cell black cell with the deluxe edition now. Okay, but black cell is still a battle pass on top of the battle pass. Correct. It's a it's a it's an enhanced experience. Right. But but let, let's just let's enhanced I, experience. I'm on a tangent here just for a second. <laughs> yeah. They have a battle pass that already costs ten dollars. The battle pass. Yep, and that yeah. So yeah. you go and you give Activision seven a uh, hundred dollars for the deluxe edition of um. Or let's let's say one hundred and twenty. I think you're right. It's one hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty dollars for the deluxe edition of Modern Warfare Three. And what you get are a constant while you're playing that game, aside from buggy live service rushed development related issues and game perform like game breaking bugs like the uh, at the time of recording uh accessing a loadout crate in the warzone battle royale game mode which is the free-to-play game mode and the game mode that the they in theory are attracting the most revenue to the game through uh through the player base of battle royales they statistically spend the most money on in-game in purchases um if you access a core mechanic of that game, a loadout crate, the game breaks reliably and repeatedly. Activision is aware of this. They've been aware of this for three days. The problem persists. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you go and you buy Larian Studios' deluxe edition of Baldur's Gate 3 for $120, you know what you get? A, a beautiful lot. game. You get a... <laughs> beautiful seven, a beautiful $70 game, a physical copy, a physical canvas map of the uh, of the in-game world, uh, I think a sticker set, and a couple of other, like, just neat little sound, swag like a items. a physical soundtrack. Oh, too. a physical soundtrack, a digital copy comes... of that soundtrack, and digital <laughs> copies of character sheets 
for uh, official, oh, that's cool. officially recognized character sheets for all of the origin characters at level one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can. That's fun. I can show you guys those later. Uh, it's yes. very, very cool. Oh, and in the game, you get um, you get a, a free backpack worth of stuff for your character that you can use. You mean that you can use. There's in the game. incentive to buy the deluxe edition. And inside that backpack, you get a couple of useful items, some neat potions that are not game-breaking, but are, like, really nice to have, especially if you're going to do an honor mode run. Oh, Having God. a potion of hill giant strength right out of the gate, or the helmet that lets you cast Disguise Self at will right out of the gate yeah. is, is fantastic. But you know what else you get? You get two extra songs you can play if you're a bard or you have the performer feat. One of which is a uh, one of which is the theme the theme music to Divinity Original Sin Two, which is beautiful. It's called the Divinity and Sin is the name of the title. Oh, I like that. And you get mundane, just nice little flavor items for your characters to use. You get a cape that you can wear. You get a pirate hat. You get a uh, a fancy looking dagger and a flute. And every one of those is a reference and callback to a character uh, and a companion character from Divinity Two. I am a sucker for any games. Like I, I am known to get deluxe editions specifically if I get physical items. Right. That's that's what I I, I love. I'm still also obviously my Steam library is sadly large um, with a lot of games <laughs> that I there. haven't touched. Yeah, I mean, ooh, it's on sale. But yeah. let he, I am still let he in chat who has played 100% of his Steam library throw the first stone. <laughs> if you have played. No, because if somebody played 100% of their Steam library, it's like, I only own the one game. Right. Yeah, I that's, yeah, Counter -Strike. a few hundred, yeah. Um, but, like, I'm still, I've always been, like, a physical copy person. I do mm -hmm. a lot of audiobooks. I still buy the physical copy of the audiobook because I want to put it on my shelf. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, li I like having something to display. I have multiple shelves full of different video games, movies, things like that. Mm -hmm. I love having the physical thing. Yeah. Um, and I Hold think that's where that a lot of topic this gets two. lost. I think we should revisit that when we get into topic two. Yeah, the physical, I did. The physical Actually, thing I saw collection. that with Gerald yeah. Deltor. Yeah, I read all um, about it. So here, pivot question. Oh, go ahead, Shane, and then pivot question. I, I was going to say, you know, looking at that, comparing Baldur's Gate, which I would say is still a AAA quality game by our definition of AAA, which was supposed that's to be. Perfect. You, that's perfect. That's the pivot question I was going to go into. Is what what is the old definition of AAA? Mm -hmm. yeah, what did AAA so used to mean? AAA used to mean like this is the game that has the high budget, mm -hmm. like it's gonna have the best money poured into it, the best mechanics. Just be a quality it's, game. It's a it should be a quality product made by like a huge team of people. Mm -hmm. Which it's supposed look, to be the NASA equivalent of of game software, right? Because I mean, you look at old games. I'm I'm gonna use GTA Five as an example. Great example. GTA Five is AAA. Yep. It is a quality Red Dead GTA Five. Anything that Rockstar makes. Yeah, I, Rockstar. I great. I'm hopeful. GTA Six. Right. I think I think if they play their cards right, Rockstar could Rockstar could now, change you, history again. Rockstar it is looks still amazing. very much a shareholder thing like they are both the definition they, of old triple a and new AAA. are they publicly yeah so who what's their what's their ownership structure are they publicly traded i have no i'm idea. gonna look into this okay you look into that while i so if you look at gta 5 and and red dead redemption 2 they are content complete for the single player they have stories they have good gameplay loops if you just want to play that game as a single player experience it is a Wonderful mechanics, wonderful story, great characters. You can tell a lot of effort went into it. And yeah, they still have bugs, but it's a good game. And I again, I think I bugs are something that means the game is bad. Bugs are going to be inevitable. And yeah. as long as they're not game breaking and the developers are actually working to fix them, it's yeah, how they're you on respond it. to the yeah. bugs. Ow. Right? And it's also and it's also how you prevent them. For so to correct myself, uh, Rockstar is a is owned by Take Two Interactive Software, stock ticker TTWO. Which Take Two is publicly traded. Yes, they are publicly traded. Yeah. So Rockstar potentially suffers from the same oh. concerns that 
Microsoft-owned publishers suffer. Here's the thing. From. Rockstar's single player doesn't. Okay. They leave them alone when they go for... If you look at anything Rockstar's put out single player, mm -hmm. they leave them alone. Right. Like, yeah, they still kind of throw in like the, hey, by the way, did you know GTA Online exists? Right. But you're not going to get advertisements all the time. If you play GTA Online, they're going to be like, hey, you know, you should buy shark cards so you can get in on the new heist and all this. That's its own separate clusterfuck. Um, but when you compare that to a game like Call of Duty, where you can't even get to the campaign without getting the, you want to buy the Battle Pass? Why aren't you playing the multiplayer? You want to spend money on this game, right? The campaign sucks. You don't want to play this. And then to get to the campaign, you have to launch a game a game launcher disguised as a game then yep. go down and select the campaign which closes that application completely and calls a new application which is already installed on your computer and cannot be launched independently god right. that's so fucking and oh oh i will also say the other thing with triple a is those were the games you always heard about when you hear right when it used to be when you heard triple a game your expectation was this is going to be this is gonna this is gonna blow my mind. I'm gonna need to bring three pairs of underpants with me when I play this game the first time. Now when I hear a game when I hear triple A triple A FPS, right? Let's look the triple A first person shooter experience. You know what I hear? Yeah. That's yeah. what I hear. Give us give us all your fing money. There is nothing worse than in-game purchases and transactions i understand it's, things like skins. it's one thing to have them but it's another thing to have them and push and them and push them and ship a functionally broken title because that's, the games that we're complaining the most about are not are not all have any of us bitched about fortnite oh i was actually just about to bring that up yeah so i was just about to say shop fortnite, prices are the same yeah fortnite does the same thing mm -hmm. but they have good content good gameplay they literally just revamped their entire game to have fucking Guitar Hero, Minecraft, and a racing and a and they very iterate. good racing game. They innovate and they iterate. So if you put money when you put money into uh, Fortnite, Epic turns that money into fun. They also mm -hmm. turn it into tremendous profit. But that oh yeah, is also a game where like I don't really Epic think is still Fortnite treating has... the player like a customer. That's what it comes down to. I will say the slight uh, thing there too. Fortnite, you have the ability for like skill balancing. Like if you're new at the game, you're going to play with other new people. You know, like mm -hmm. it's not going to shell you against gonna... level 80 fucking people, whatever. It's it's easier to get into. It's not as overwhelming as jumping into a Call of Duty lobby and now you're just fucking one shot. Right. So the reason line. for that is because Call of Duty doesn't engage in skill based matchmaking. They engage in what they call uh, it's it's called engagement optimized matchmaking. Their matchmaking experience provided by Activision, and they've they've patented this, is geared towards increasing player time retention. Oh. Yes. It yep. is everything and and if you look if you break down if you break down the 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 core frustrations of the average call of duty player and you look at the all right what's behind this let's look at the game let's look at what's happening on the screen that is sending youtube into a frothing frenzy mm -hmm. and you look at it and if you if you step away from things and look at them from with a level of abstraction the unlock system is designed to artificially pad the amount of playtime per player because one of hmm. two things is going the the way they've structured the unlock system for this game is tied to daily challenge completion you get access to three daily challenges per day and each one of them grants you one uh, we'll call it an unlock point um once you complete your three daily challenges you can earn additional unlock points by winning a match just just win match right get into a game and win mm -hmm. some items require eight unlock points. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's a daily there's 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 no daily cap, but that line flattens out real fast. Yeah. And this is going to do one of two things. Either I'm going to play more Call of Duty because I want to unlock all the things and 
I am going to need to play a lot of matches if I want to win because the skill-based matchmaking is a factor in this is also very tight. The lobbies mm -hmm. are balanced like a knife edge yeah. because that ties into and feeds into this artificial elongation of the amount of time ne necessary to because... accomplish enough wins. So if they pair you with a bunch of paste eaters for a bunch of matches because yeah. you're, you're, you're moving too fast... That's, and that's their concern. So one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to you're going to go full send, you're going to drop the rest of your library, and you're going to just play Call of Duty so you can get your unlocks, or you're not going to play Call of Duty at all because it's exhausting. And yeah. in either one of those situations, Activision gets to tell their shareholders our average player is spending 70% more more time in game compared to Modern Warfare 2 or whatever percentage increase it is. Mm -hmm. And that when the shareholders hear player retention, the line goes up. Yep. Yeah. Because the like, longer you spend in the game, statistically speaking, the more likely you are to eventually buy something from the shop. Like that gun, I, like the yeah. blueprint for that gun you're trying to unlock that's taking forever. Well, you know you'd have it if you just spent $10 on COD coins and buy yeah. the and buy the 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 Nicki Minaj cheap cl cheap clapper <laughs> eight thousand that's in the uh, that's in the shop this week. I'll admit, with games, I am horrendous with spending. I am a sucker for it, like those stupid fucking idle games and stuff like that, where you know throw five bucks in it to get whatever diamonds so you can just unlock this thing. Or like my go-to mobile game. I love uh, escape room style games, like point and click kinds of things. Um, my my struggle is, is like, you know, you've been playing it for a while. You're stuck on something. You can't figure it out. Yep. Well, you can yeah. buy a hint. You can buy a bunch of hints if you want. And then, mm. you know, it's only $5 here, $10 there. I subscribe to like comic things as well. I put a lot of money into game and media things at this point. And I'm, it's me. It's my fault. I'm the sucker. They got me. <laughs> like well, It's not even, the, I'll, I'll even go so far as for like mobile games and stuff like that. Like, yes, that's what they're trying to do. And they artificially pad the diff. Like I, I play a lot of uh, Warhammer Tacticus mm -hmm. and I'm reaching a point now where like you can get fairly far in that game without ever needing to spend money before the grind hits. Cause that's yeah. the other thing. Half the time in some of these games, they want you to avoid the grind. Yeah, they're 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 basically telling you it's like, yeah, no, no, Jimmy, you can definitely get it without spending a dime. But like, you're going to well, have to play a lot in all of these games. Now, a part of the tutorial is they give you, you know, what, 10 yep. diamonds or whatever it is and show you how to spend it and then show you how much easier the game was now that you did that. Now that so they've gotten that. Yeah. Part of the tutorial game. is here, spend money on this. Yep. Like, where they're trying, that's what the goal is, and they're doing it well. Like, it works. It's right. clearly working. But obviously, um, that, and that's that's mobile gaming. Like, it, that's mobile gaming, but I think that's where, like, a lot of things like Call of Duty and things like that, that's where they're branching to. That's that's the whole thing. It's all just going to be a cash, cash grab. Well, because that's the thing. Call of Duty had, what was that, two war zones ago? Like, in Warzone 2? They had the fucking skin that like turned black when you weren't moving. Oh god. Or whatever. That yeah, basically was it a was... it was a cheat code. It was basically, yes. hey, guess what? You win. It was it, it, like um... it, it changed colors based on whether you were moving or not, and it allowed you to like hide in the shadows. Exactly. And just be invisible. If you were and stationary, that... the 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 all the whole suit and cape you're wearing turns black. And when you move, it turns white, which is plays a lot to how real camouflage breaks pattern recognition and why it's so effective in combat. Right. Which, OK, let's let's throw this out there, because now you get into that argument of, you know, OK, it's a military game, right? But it also like I'm not playing a mill sim. I'm not playing. um insurgency which I, I would argue is a military simulation yes arma or is a mil sim yeah which is more military simulation they still need to make it fun you still need to be able to see people mm -hmm. but you know you want you don't to have be a mini map. 
you don't have uh you don't have red dots right but to throw that into a game like call of duty where i'll be i'll be really honest they they punish people for campaign nowadays they they don't want you to play the sniper role they don't want you to sit there with your scope you know oh, we're gonna wrap up this I, that that's a perfect uh perfect topic to bring up i just saw a reddit post about a guy who got uh kicked in a warzone match for sniping like for inactivity yep inactivity kicked while firing while fi so while he was still firing huh i understand the peeve with sniping and every i'll admit i am a i don't play fps often but when I do, I am absolutely <laughs> the bitch that camps. Like, it's just, I'm scared. I don't want to go run around because then yeah. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> but he was on top of a building downtown, landed early, held the position, kicked for an activity. Huh. If you do that shit, though, like if you play like that in a normal match, people, you'll hear the people going, you're a fucking camper. It's like, that's how a sniper rifle works, you ADHD gremlin. It's, yes. I mean, it's, it's part of the game, but apparently not anymore. Oh, like, not. If that's what they, it's they want like. you to, they want you to quick scope and all that, but, uh, let's, but I could rant about this for, we'll come back to that days. another time. <laughs> Transition topic. Let's talk about a AAA studio now, Ubisoft, right? Is Ubisoft, Ubisoft a studio or a publisher? Uh, I, I would consider them a publisher at this point. Because I think they own they own a few studios underneath them now. Like they have yeah, like I think they, they all, sell. Yeah. They all are developed by like Ubisoft Montreal is the developer with the overarching exactly thing being Ubisoft. Yeah, I, like I treat them like Epic. Like they're a publisher and a platform. Yeah, mm. yeah. But yeah, no. Let's so, talk about what the Epics or Epic Ubisoft oh, executives <laughs> were in an interview with. Uh, I think it was Games Industry. Yeah, GamesIndustry.biz. And I'm going to give the full context for the quote, because this quote is being blown out of proportions online. Uh, very spicy yeah. take. Uh, I, I did. I watched Asmongold's video on this. Uh, I disagree with uh, Zach. I disagree with you on this one. I think mm -hmm. you have an interesting take, but I think you might be a little bit wrong on this. Um, if this I would just off, read I the response. whole quote. So here's the whole quote, because he read this, and I really appreciate him doing that. So the question, uh, let me pull up the interview. Uh, here we go. The question remains on the potential of the subscription model in games. Tremblay says that there is, Tremblay being the representative of Ubisoft who we're talking about today. There is tremendous opportunity for growth, but what is it going to take for subscription to step up and become a more sig significant proportion of the industry? He said, his response was, I don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the different subscription services that are out there, We've had a rapid expansion over the last couple of years, but it's still relatively small compared to the other models. We're seeing an expansion on consoles as the likes of PlayStation and Xbox bring new people in, new gamers to the platform coming in mm -hmm. to play whatever. On PC, from a Ubisoft standpoint, it's already been great, but we're looking to reach out more on PC so we see opportunity there. The context for this big quote that everybody's upset about is that he's starting to explain, here's our approach to grab more PC gamers. Okay. Yeah. Giving full context okay. here. One of the things that we saw that gamers are used to, a little bit like DVD, is having and owning their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been slower to happen in games. As gamers grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. I'm going to put a star there for us to come back to. If you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in the game or your engagement with the game. So it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. Well. Well, like I mentioned before, that's... I'm, I'm the collector. It's me. I think also we interact differently with music or film as a media than we do with software. Because that's yeah. what games are. Games are software. Games are interactive yeah. software. Yes. I'm not interacting with a movie unless I go out to see Rocky Horror. I'm not interacting with the movie. Yeah. And you're not interacting with the music unless you're at a concert. And realistically, unless you're like in the front row 
You're not really interacting. Yeah, throwing your bra on stage. Yeah. Yeah. A concert in this economy? I like how you both agreed. John Rockefeller, are you? Listen, just don't (laughs) question me if I want to go throw my bra on stage. Yeah. He could throw his bra. It's 2023. I'll admit that's not something I've ever done. 2024. You're right. What year is it? 2023, didn't you? I did say 2023. We could play Hmm. it back. So, um, (laughs) okay. So basically, the quotes getting the quotes being kind of taken out of context, but it's big time. I I would say yeah. It's being big time taken out of context. I still think we should be upset about it because Ubisoft, specifically was in the news like four months ago for purging accounts they deemed inactive. Yeah. With tons so here of he is saying, off. don't worry, your save file's going to be there forever until we turn the server off. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the thing with these games as service model, right? Mm-hmm. Any games as service. And it's, I, I think he's specifically talking about like the Game Pass thing. The With Ubisoft the subscription pass. model, yeah, he's talking about he's talking about the Ubisoft Pass Game Pass. I think I think Sony's Sony has like something their like it, Next or yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I but wouldn't know. I don't have a PlayStation. I have one, and I don't pay for it. So mine's a Hulu machine at this point. I, oh, I, I, I hate I mail podcast at jorts.tech. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. But, okay, so. so mm-hmm. He's obviously talking about like the Game Pass model and everything. Yeah, the Netflix and, approach to games, right? Which I think it's a problem because now, especially with games like Destiny mm-hmm. and Grand Theft Auto and uh, uh, any live service type game, mm-hmm. if they decide to shut down the servers for that game. It doesn't matter if they're not going to delete your progress. The server's gone. What the hell's the point? Exactly. If that CEO, if it turns out that that CEO is caught on video in, I don't know, face. Right. And the whole company goes under. Well, sorry, bud. I know you really enjoyed playing Grand Theft Auto 6, but um, turns out everybody at Rockstar were sacrificing babies in their executive offices, <laughs> and now the company doesn't exist, and we can't keep the servers on, and uh, I don't give a f- if you haven't finished the game. It doesn't Longer. exist anymore. And, because and, uh, nobody... Disclaimer, yeah. we have nothing we to have... support that Rockstar does that. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Please don't come after it's us. It's not even alleged. We're not even, we're not even putting an allegedly around that. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we know. But if some, but if some massive, if 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 any external factor shuts down that studio, there's no, there's no existing. An example of it would be Prop Night. Prop Night just yeah. uh, announced that they were shutting down all of their servers, and people are upset because there are, you know, DLCs and um, things that you could buy in in game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So these people put, you know, more money into it, and I think they're getting shut down relatively soon. Uh, it's. I know it's in January. I'd so. wager part of the community is interested in hosting, in 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 taking over the burden of hosting it, and that and I'm that, sure. there's, it happens a lot in these scenarios with even the community. A lot of community members, those with means or those who have the passion and the means, will reach out sometimes to the studio and say, "We'll host it. I understand if you're no longer interested or capable, but I will." Yeah, Prop Night's not Send even in the, the actual code. Steam store anymore. You, you want to know why? There's Prop no Night's means the to enforce Steam. that. No, there isn't. You're right. And a lot of companies won't give their communities mm-hmm. that ability. Oh, they yeah. have to like engineer it themselves. And then even then, sometimes they get DMCA'd. like, hey, you can't do this. Oh, Nintendo hates it when people reverse engineer stuff that they won't let them use. Yeah, It's Nintendo- uh, next week, January 22nd. Yeah, Sorry. So yeah. here, here's the thing about Prop Night. Yeah. Um, the company that makes Prop Night is the same bastards who were in charge of the day before. Yeah. Yep. So they went under because the day one they stopped supporting Prop Night in the well, first place. They, the day before they, was a rug. Well, yeah, because the, the whole game was, was a rug game. Ooh, yeah. if you go through the reviews right now, 
Um, I just scrolled all the way down. So the first oh. review on it, they, yeah. everybody's turned them to not recommended. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is service will be off January 22nd. Disappointment, but it was as it was expected due to that day before's fiasco. Yeah. The second one also is saying how the company closed its operations because they're dirty and other things like that. Um, and yeah, I Never am a little... Never before in Steam history have they automatically refunded everybody who purchased a title. Yeah, a lot of people are upset they're not getting any form of refund either. For, for Prop Night, yeah. Yeah. And they're not alone. Uh, earlier this year, reported December, or, or late last year, December 4th, 2023, Sony pulled, purchased content out of people's uh, libraries on their, play, on their PSN accounts. So Sony reached the end of a licensing agreement with the Discovery Channel to host Mythbusters and a whole bunch of other Discovery Channel shows. That they had sold, doing big air quotes for those of you radio listeners out there, they had <laughs> sold those shows to their users due to an inability for them and Discovery, I think whoever owns Discovery, maybe HBO, parent company, uh, in, in, in agree, uh, inability to reach agreements for licensing, Sony is pulling that content from those, those people's libraries with no refund. And they're pointing those users to the terms of service for PSN that indicate that you are purchasing a license to view this content. You are not okay, purchasing Okay, which could be revoked content. at any time. Exactly. Yeah. So it all comes down to you'll own nothing and you'll like it. Are you, where do you guys yeah. stand on, would you prefer then to continue buying physical copies of everything? Are you I going think, to like start doing that I again? Think the or? physical copy, digital copy argument is less a part of this than the buy it once model versus the battle pass model. The the yeah. uh, the the upfront revenue I, plus DLC revenue or the reven the ongoing revenue model as Hasbro called it. I I definitely agree, but I feel like that's the the direction isn't going to change. I really feel like this is just where things are at this point. Sven Vinicky dis uh, disagrees with you. Really? Yes. So Sven Vinicky, CEO of Larian Studios. Bingo card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sven, I, I actually, I, I, I screenshotted his tweet. Whatever the future of games looks like, can, content will always be king. But it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscription becomes the dominant model and a select group gets to decide what is what goes to market and what not. Direct from developer to players is the way. And it comes down Which to the point I that I was making. The customer, who treats who treats the person holding the controller or the person at the keyboard like a customer? Activision yeah, is treating their shareholders like customers and they're providing a great value to those shareholders. They're providing Whereas ongoing a lot of other companies money pinata. Correct. It's a money pinata. Right? Mm -hmm. They sell Call of Duty. We buy Call of Duty, they get more money. It's I would say Nintendo does very similar things with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon is a shell people, of what it once was. It's it sucks now, but and I I say that as a person who was bought all the most recent games and everything else because it's Pokemon. And it's I know I'm not getting quality game. I know that as I'm playing it, I'm gonna get frustrated. I'm gonna complain the whole time that this isn't what it used to be, which you know shake old man shakes fist at sky crap but but <laughs> it, it's cloud yeah yeah, yeah that, that's it yeah sorry you know what i meant it's very similar to that and, and but i'm still doing it like yeah. they, we've seen the other things that, i think nintendo is a great example of that as well it's yeah ugh, that's a whole other topic we can discuss a different time yeah. future episode a future put it on the bingo card yep. we'll come back to it when we do this is a great Great time for us to uh, pivot. pivot over to something a little more positive. So we're going to switch over to the second half of our show, which we call... I don't know if mine's positive. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> we call Hyperfixation Hour. All three of us, like many of our listeners, are adults with ADHD. And we, like many of you, are really interested in all sorts of very strange, unique, and esoteric You find yourself at weird places on the internet... Or just weird bits of news, and it's the only thing you can focus on, and you need to learn everything about it. Yep. <laughs> so we've carved out a space. Be angry about things. And we carved out a space for us to to give 
to for each of us to give each other an opportunity to share that passion or that thing that they want to be righteously or unrighteously angry about. I would say this episode and probably all the future episodes, we are changing it. Last time we just let everybody go on their rants. Yes, this week. This time we are adding a timer. It's right above (laughs) me. I'm pointing to it right now. This is the timer. Everybody gets three minutes. At the end of your three minutes, you will hear a ding. When you hear the ding, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving on. We're moving on. (laughs) Or the show is going to be two hours long again. So. We're we're sorry about that. We are going to be aiming for about forty five minutes this time. Correct. Uh, while we were on these rants, what you don't see was me messaging them on Discord, going, "Boys, wrap it up. Wrap Shut it up. up. We're over wrap this it up. Move on." <laughs> yeah. See, that's why we brought Sammy onto this because uh, she she's like, "Hey, hey, she she's she's the mother here." Just like, "Hey, it." <laughs> it took. Head. I had a timer on my phone going, and it took all of my willpower not to hold it up to be like, "It's." T- <laughs> I would have. Move on. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> We're gonna let you go first as well this week. So whenever you're ready, when you start talking, I'll start the timer. All right. Um. So my my subject this week is 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 tunnels. I'm gonna go on about the tunneling trends of last year that apparently were just just the thing, all the rage. Everybody loves hobby tunneling. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off with Kayla. Because this one, if you haven't heard about it, I I stumbled upon her on TikTok in the very beginning of her tunneling days. And I love your face for this, Shane. I'm so excited for you to learn about this. Um, So this lady just decided one day that I'm into tunneling now and starts going down in her basement and just starts digging. She just she just starts digging down and and then tunneling like at at an angle, right? Where's my soundboard and for digging. I was hole. just gonna say. I know. I like, I've button. been playing a lot of Deep Rock Galactic, so like I'm here with you anyway. Rock and stone. Um, <laughs> so this woman, I mean, she goes far with it. She built a like she she got a, a welding machine and everything. She she welded together a minecart and an elevator shaft. <laughs> Like she had everything going. She she got into electrics, and so she had full like. And then when she did finally hit groundwater, she built a pump so she could pump out water. She was renting out like trucks to come haul, haul all of her stone away. She did mention in one at one point that the point of this tunneling could be to find a good source of stone because she wanted to build a castle. Like, and I don't think this is drugs. I really don't. This woman I think this like woman's just insane. She she likes tunneling. And so she admitted that she spent fifty thousand dollars on this project on just fucking tunneling. Now, what is in this your Brooklyn? mind, you are picturing. Oh, we're gonna get there. You're 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 picturing a woman who probably lives out in the middle of nowhere, right? Like it's fine. She's not doing any damage. Just this a woman wants her shovel and pickaxe. From this, she lives twenty miles away from Washington D.C. in the suburbs at the end of a cul-de-sac. Whoa, 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 the whoa, only whoa, whoa. reason I I used to live near there. The, Wh- the only where, reason where near Washington D.C. is this? there's a Reddit thing I can send you. I can okay, send you. I gotta look into okay. this. So um, she she goes through all of this. She ended up getting y'all like in trouble. She never had her permits for any of this, and all the neighbors were reporting her because they're like, "The bitch is tunneling under my house." And I am concerned for my house's structure. So, like, they, they put it down. They, they, they stopped it. That's over now. Tra- like, pushing over into the Jews. We're moving on to the Jews. Um, Some sorry, context, but, chat. Ha! I'm Jewish. Pocket Jews. This, Just, we've, yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've been discussing the recent controversy in Brooklyn a lot offline. I did, yeah. I, I asked first if I, could, if I could cover this. But, like, pocket Jews. We're going on to this now. Oh, wait, was that you thumbsing up or my no, time's No, you're over? good. Sorry, that was me oh, thumbsing up, but you've got 12 so, seconds. Oh, I'm not going to get to the Jews. Next week, we'll talk about Jews. Jesus. Oh, God, no, you cannot end it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed? Can we give yes, me? Yes, I'll give you an extension. Can we give me one minute? Give me yeah, one minute. Oh, give we'll me one minute, one minute to on the board. One minute on the board. One minute on the board. Okay. Go. The, 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 for premise, they're, they're, they're Hasidic Jews, and they had a leader, and 30 years ago, the leader died. The entire synagogue got split in half, essentially. Half of them believed that their leader was the actual Messiah, even though that guy said, I am not the Messiah. He, he literally, that was a part of it. Anyway, so the other guys, the other half, were like, no. The, the building ended up getting split up legally. 
Um, and so the, the Jews that didn't believe in the Messiah, they got the top half. They live upstairs. They're the ground-dwelling Jews. And now we have the basement Jews. They're they're the ones that were like uh, starting all the problems. There 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 was a whole thing, and so uh, the, the the previous the guy was in charge. Their Messiah uh, apparently he wanted to like extend on the building floor, and the other guy since there's legal battle they weren't allowing it to happen. You can't do anything to this building. Uh, they decided well we're in the basement. How are they going to know? So they start tunneling right. They like they're going off, and they ended up getting caught. Uh, at, at some point because you, people started reporting eventually the construction sounds. It wasn't reported for a while because you just hear construction sounds all the time. You're not going to always report that. But there was a guy who had been making tweets for oh, like months and like months ago he posted like, I hear Jews underneath my floor, but I am on the bottom floor and don't have a basement. There's Yiddish. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it turns um, out that guy was... Um, oh, no, we a, hate uh, him? Yeah, it turns he's, out he was he's a, a, a parody account. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I say a groper. 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 He's, uh, he's a Nazi. We hate him. He's yeah. scum. But like, still, also, it turns out he doesn't even live in New York. So, but still, months ago... He's turning that into a thing now, saying that they're all Jews tunnel, and you have to pay attention to it's it's terrible, and we hate him, and we don't love him. Yeah. But we we can talk about we, we, yeah, we can give you the full context as well. If you're from New York, hearing about illegal construction in New York is uh, fairly common, and hearing about shenaniganry in the construction industry in New York is a is is a hundred year old, well well enjoyed pastime by all. New York, for some context for listeners who may not be from uh, around the Northeast as well, there are is a higher concentration of uh, religious observant Jews in New York than there, like per square mile, than there is in Israel. They're more densely congregated in New York than they are in Israel. Um, it's just hilarious that these two Venn diagrams happen to overlap with each other. And give us that TikTok of the police screaming at the at, at a group of men in a synagogue staring at a tunnel that would have made the Viet Cong blush. <laughs> it's just in general, like imagine how numb would have went if their tunnels were that big. There were a lot of parts of this that are like they're they're fucked up, they're sad, they're bad things. But a news headline of Jews Jewish tunneling tunnels, in New York. Yeah, Jewish tunnels in New York was, I did not have, so, not on my bingo card. It wasn't on my bingo card. It wasn't. And I'm nope. upset because I should have put tunneling on my bingo card after the other lady. Tunneling, nope. guys. There you go. All right, moving on. Good job. <laughs> Shane, what is your rabbit hole for the week? So the new Halo show teaser came out. And for context, I fucking hate the Halo show. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Preach. DJs of Jimmy Ring's master cheeks yeah, himself the adventures of john halo and uh the war his, crime squad yeah and, and the war crime squad but not the same war crime squad different <laughs> war crimes let's be honest the spartan 2's a lot of war crimes. a lot of war crime oh, yes i don't the unsc in general a lot of war crimes hey, 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 hey. innies aren't people <laughs> if, if you haven't read the books go read the books I it's know. a lot of I, yeah, I've, I've read all of them they're very um, good as of yes I. very but, good books now, if you know anything about Halo, you know that there were uh, Spartans that came after the Spartan 2s that were basically, let's make Spartans, but cheaper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have Spartans at home. Yeah. And they did the same thing. They took a bunch of orphaned kids this time instead of stealing them from their families. Basically we said, learned. hey, orphaned children, your family died to the covenant. You want to fuck them up? They did ask them. At they least they ask. asked. Yeah, they asked. We, we've learned some lessons. Answer, Take advantage of children is the lesson here. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, Get them while they're young. Because, you know, you ask a bunch of grieving kids like, hey, you want to go fuck up the covenant? Um, any hoozles. So. <laughs> the new show, they, they made 300 Spartan 3s. The new show shows what I can only assume is the Spartan 3s. And has them in 10 by 10 rank and file things. There are 12 of them that I can see. What is this, means, the Death Star? Yeah. But that means that there are 1,200 Spartan 3s. Now, the Spartan 3s, like in the hierarchy of Spartans, were like 
just below the Spartan twos. Like they mm. just didn't have the right armor. Oh, it turns out you do need the trauma of the UNSC killing your parents and swapping you out with a degrading yeah, bio you do, clone. Yeah, you do need that to be a better soldier, even because like only like four, like it's the trauma Spartan that makes the brainwashing really stick. Um, and most of them are the ones that were traumatized and brainwashed further. Oh, mm -hmm. there's so many connections we can make that I won't do on Anyway, podcast. so yeah, they showed 1,200 Spartan 3, what I can only assume are Spartan 3s. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes out and this ends up being different, please correct me, but if they had 1,200 Spartan 3s on Reach, Reach wouldn't have fallen. <laughs> that yeah. is a good point. Like, that's the whole thing. There were not enough Spartans on Reach to fuck yep. up the Covenant. There's so many things about the show that we can touch on and why oh, we yeah. all hate like, it. Okay, here's the one thing. Here's the one thing I do like about the show. I think the profits look great. Oh the, no. Okay, the profits look great. The guns look good. Yeah. Like the actual look of things is fine. And that Chevy it's Trailblazer all... still running in 2550, whatever year it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the yeah. It's the rest of the show that I hate, and that could be its own episode. Moving on, Jason, go. All right. <laughs> My rabbit hole is uh, about is a stressful. cold, a cyber <laughs> I know, right? My rabbit hole is about a cybersecurity cold case from 2010 called Stuxnet. Back in 2010, I'm mean, a lot of allegedly is coming. Allegedly, the CIA and Mossad allegedly infiltrated an Iranian nuclear facility and allegedly implanted a worm that allegedly actually caused a replicable physical damage to uh, sensitive equipment, bringing the entire nuclear facility to a grinding halt. The facility was deemed to be the, the, the cybersecurity equivalent of Fort Knox. It was completely air-gapped, disconnected from the internet entirely. Everything was handled on an internal network. Everything was screened. The, the project was being run by the Iranian government. And for years, for a year, 13 years, 14 years, nobody's known how it's actually been pulled off. A lot of things are classified. Nobody's obviously nobody's come forward because, you know, it's how you get accidentally. That's how you get. It's how you accidentally you, fall out of safety glass. That's how you get deleted. Right. You accidentally fall through safety glass. <laughs> and so one of the, the big going theories was that it was a rogue USB stick. Someone left a USB in the parking lot or in some, you know, reverse pickpocketed into someone's pants or whatever and the worm was infiltrated via a rogue usb recently reporting has come out to indicate that allegedly the cia and Mossad allegedly contacted a dutch cybersecurity company and recruited a man with the perfect background for this highly technical background uh fluent in um what I, there's a specific dialect of uh, Persian that they spoke in Iran. Um, his wife was related to a senior minister. It was the perfect storm. Yeah. Supposedly, the malware was delivered as an infected payload pre-programmed into a water pump that he was subcontracted to install. Huh. Because everything in a nuclear facility, like in a lot of power plants, a lot of even just um, manufacturing, it's all, connected. it's all connected. The Ethernet physical standard is capable of carrying all sorts of data. Data is data, right? It's just ones and zeros. So all of these things, these pressure sensors, they all talk to each other over a very secure but internal network. Which is only secure if the bug stays outside of it. Once the mm. bug is in it, the bug is in it. Unfortunately, no one can corroborate this story because the man who supposedly pulled this off mysteriously died in a motorcycle accident two weeks following the attack in the United Arab Emirates. Lovely. Yeah, it sounds about... I'm scared that you mentioned it here. <laughs> well, no, he, I, the, he died in, in 2010. Yeah, and I'm going to die in 2024 now. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> well, look, scientifically speaking, it's going to happen sometime. <laughs> the timing. Oh my god. That was perfect. <laughs> oh man. And, I would say uh, that's a good a good week. I think so. I, it's uh it's that that was a show. I feel like I I feel like I brought a lot of vitriol to that. Uh, it was I brought great. a lot of tunnels. I thought it was a terrific show. I think we did good. Thank Thanks you everybody for, for being here. You yeah. need to, you know, tell us. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week. We really hope to hear you guys. Uh, we hope you hear us soon. We hope to see you soon. Uh, the show, just as a quick reminder, is currently brought to you by us. We have neither sponsors nor agenda. All we have is an esoteric knowledge of many things and a drive to share it with you. We hope that you had a wonderful week, you enjoyed the show, and most importantly, that you learned something neat. Shane, any parting words? Fuck the Halo show. Have a good day, everybody. Sammy? I'm Sammy. Uh, if you want, my link tree is going to be in the description where we post this, which will be on YouTube, Spotify, and other places you find podcasts. And that's where you'll find my social medias and my Etsy shop link where I make dice and jewelry. And I'm Jort. You can check out more at jorts.tech and feel free to write the show with questions, feedback, or corrections to podcasts at jorts.tech. Until next time. Bye. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>